So praise God. So today we're going to be talking about hope. We started a series a few weeks ago from 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13. Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth. He says, now abide these three, faith, hope, and love. Uh, But the greatest of these is love. And the greater one is love because love will produce a faith that works and will produce a hope, a desire in your heart. Unlike faith and hope will not produce love in your heart. So that's why love is the greater one. Love produces everything that we need and love is also the foundation, the wellspring from what everything that God has promised us and everything he's requiring of us that will cause it to flow and work in our lives. So we looked at uh, Hebrews 11.1. Uh, and discovered that faith is the, the assurance of things that is hoped for. It's the conviction or the evidence or persuasion of things that are not seen. So think about faith as an assurance of things hoped for and a conviction of things not seen. So, uh, so we spent the first two Sundays talking about faith. Today I want to talk to you about hope. And, uh, and define hope from a biblical perspective because we have the term, we have the word hope from a cultural perspective and, and it, it, it does not align itself with, there's some similarities to, with it, but it, it doesn't align with biblical hope. Biblical hope is a, a much greater assurance, a confidence. Matter of fact, W.E. Vine uh, defines the Bible dictionary, uh, W.E. Vine's Bible dictionary defines hope as a favorable and a confident. Everyone say confident. A confident expectation. Favorable and confident expectation. And so when we're speaking of hope this morning, I want you to think in, 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 in terms of biblical hope. What hope do we have that we can trust God, we can trust his word, we can trust his promises, we can trust that he has a future and he has a hope for us. Matter of fact, hope always has to do with the future. Hope is something, it has, it, 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 uh, it has to do with the unseen, the thing that's not manifested yet. So it's important that you, you might be thinking, well, how's that different from faith that you were talking about? Well, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, is the evidence of things not seen. Faith needs something to work toward. Your faith in God needs something to work for, and hope defines, sets the parameters of what faith is to go to work for. A simple analogy, I used it before, but until I come up with a better one, you're going to get it again. Right over here, we have a thermostat. That thermostat determines what we desire the temperature to be in here. It's programmed to come up to, uh, I think it's 69 degrees. That thermostat, even though it's programmed at 69 degrees for this morning, cannot generate heat in here to bring this building up to 69 degrees. It can, it can only set a parameter. It can only set a desire. And because it's set at that, it, it sends a signal to the furnace, which is up in the attic. You can't see it, but it sends a signal to the furnace. The furnace is faith. The thermostat is hope. Hope desires for it to be 69, but it really can't do anything about it other than put my faith to work. Let's get the furnace fired up and let's get the building warm. Hope, you're hoping for things. It sends a signal to your faith in your heart and it goes to work and brings about a manifestation of the thing that you're hoping for. 
So they're working together. Apart from one another, they cannot work. And, and, and they will not function. The furnace, as good as it is, and as powerful as it is, and as capable as it is, without a little thermostat sending a little electronic signal up to it, it, it it'll, it'll just sit there. You can wish for it to be 69 degrees. You can pray for it to be 69. You can fast for it to be 69. But it won't, it won't do it until hope, thermostat, calls for it. So your hope calls for the desires for your faith to come to work for you. But in a biblical sense, faith, uh, hope, again, is defined as a favorable and confident expectations. Because hope is a word that's so used so frequently and commonly in our culture, it, it gets distorted in what the biblical definition of it is and the, and, and the biblical definition and expectation of hope is. And therefore, we many times we... We, we, uh, we become hopeless even in the promises of God's word because of, uh, because of disappointment in a cultural term, the way, the way it's used. For example, in, uh, in, in the culture, hope is associated with things that are uncertain. We hope they're, that they're certain, but they're not certain, but we are hoping that they are certain. And we are often, it's often, cultural hope is often expressing a desire while lacking confidence in experiencing that expressed desire. You hear terminology such as, I hope I pass my exam. I hope that I receive the promotion this year. I hope don't take offense at me now. I did everything I could for you. I wore my green shirt last Sunday, but I hope my team wins. Mm, uh-huh. Trust me, that was more painful for me than it was for you. And you're sitting there saying, we don't believe you, Pastor Ray. <laughs> but you know, as parents, we used to tell our children that before we discipline them. Now, this is going to hurt, but it hurts me more than it hurts you, so just... <laughs> Bend over the bed and let me smack your butt. <laughs> but anyway, so that hope is often used in, in, in that type of language, in that type of expectation. And it's good culturally, in our culture, in our society. It's good to have hope. We need to have hope. We need to have faith in natural things. We need to have hope and, and, and to be confident people, to be people of anticipation, people of expectation. But there's a greater definition and a greater meaning and, and a far more assurance, as, as Vine's dictionary brings out, that it, there, there's a far greater favorable and a confident expectation we can have about our lives and, and, and concerning the future that God has for us. So I want to share with you for a few moments this morning from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 is, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Everyone say living hope. Uh, and, and this living hope, we're born again to a living hope. You're born again into this through the resurrection. I would say through the resurrection. <laughs> through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. 
That right there in a nutshell sounds that we have been born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus to an awesome inheritance that we have not yet fully experienced. All the good things we have experienced, all the promises of God that we have, the f- being filled with the, being born again, receiving the Holy Spirit of God into our lives, and, and, and the promise of our need being met, the promise of uh, God being with us and God's provision in our lives. All those promises are yes and amen, and they are very real, but we only have a portion of it. It's not yet in its fullest form. It's a deposit, if you please. We have a down payment of everything that God has accomplished for us. And as good as it is, it's a down payment. There's something far greater yet to come, and that's the living hope that we, uh, that we have been born into and that we are to uh, set our heart's desire on and focus on that. And when we think about hope and hoping in God, that we want to be setting our hope fully. Verse 13 of the same chapter says, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully. Set your hope fully on the grace of God. So when we're talking about faith, hope, and love, and we are to set this hope that we're speaking of, set it fully on the grace of God. And then in verse 21, the same chapter, says, who through him, who, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Your faith and your hope are in God. So the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection is the central theme of the New Testament. And the resurrection is, 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 uh, is what lifts Christianity out of the realm of other religions and philosophies and makes Christianity a living reality in our lives. It's what brings hope to our hearts that, that things are well and that there is good things, that, that there are good things in store for us that, that God has accomplished for us. And yes, as much as we have already received and as good as it already is, it's only, we only are in a position for things to get even better, much better, far greater than what we are experiencing today. For example, in our, in our culture, we have hope. We have hope. We have hope for reconciliation, racial reconciliation. We have hope for uh, uh, cures of, of, of various diseases and plagues. We have hope for, for peace to rule and to reign over the earth. We have all types of hope, and, and many times we can, we can get discouraged because when we look around our culture, when we look around, you know, however far you want to go out there in your sphere of influence, but sometimes in our very immediate families and our extended families and then the church family, then within our communities, within our, within our states, within our nations. Then you look throughout the world and think, my gosh, is there anything really working? And government tries its best. And we put pressure, we as a people, we put pressure on government. We elect people with hopes and aspirations that they will be the key. They will bring the answer. They will bring a resolution to conflict. They will bring a resolution to war. And they will bring, through this technology, a breakthrough, this marvelous breakthrough, we will have a cure for this disease or a cure for that disease and seem to get their hand on one thing, then something else pops up. 
little bit like that being in the arcade game when you're trying to keep the gophers down. You know, you pop one down and another one pops up somewhere else. You know, and that's many times how things in life seem to be working. We get a grip on one thing, then something else seems to spring up. And, says, and, and we, we, if we're not careful, we become hopeless and we become cynical among the culture, and we transfer that over onto God because we are confusing a cultural hope with a biblical hope. We are confusing the two, and then, then we become hopeless in God, and we no longer want to trust or put confidence in God because, you know, well, I trusted this and I trusted that. It didn't turn out the way I expected it to. Matter of fact, things got worse. They didn't get better, and therefore I, I, I become hopeless, and I, be, I give up, and I become cynical, and I start living a cynical, judgmental lifestyle. We must guard our hearts against that. There's so much. There's so many reasons to be cynical. There's so, there's so many reasons to lose hope, to lose confidence, to not rise up with a favorable, confident expectation. It's the first thought that crosses our mind that, whoa, this is another great opportunity for favorable, confident expectations. This is the day you have made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. We can eat real easily get to a place where we wake up and say, oh, my, hope I get through this day. And then we start becoming cynical. And so let's get our eyes off the natural realm, not ignoring it, but let's begin, first and foremost, training and developing our eye of faith that we're looking to those things that are not yet visible, faith being the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen. Substance of things hoped for. Last week I told you to think about the word things. Faith being the evidence or the assurance of things hoped for. What things are we hoping for? Evidence of things not seen. What things are available to us that we're not seeing? And even though we're not seeing them, that's not a reason not to believe in them or not to hope in them. I'm not seeing it, and I'm not physically experiencing it, or I, I don't yet have my hands on it. I'm not yet seeing it with my natural eye, but I'm still hoping. I'm believing, I'm hoping, I'm staying optimistic, even in the midst of the storm. And so because this hope that I speak of and being optimistic, even in the midst of a storm, is a biblical hope, not a cultural hope. And the reason we can have this is because of the good news of the gospel. And the good news is that, that, that uh, there is a formidable historical evidence that the resurrection of Christ actually happened. And, the resur and because of the resurrection, it, this makes Christian hope different from any other variety because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it's known as the resurrection chapter. And I, I'm, today's message is not on the resurrection, but it's hard to, 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 not, to be talking about biblical hope and, because it, 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 it's, it's a direct result of the resurrection. It's why we have this biblical hope. But in the resurrection chapter, Paul makes this statement in verse 19 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and it says, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, everyone say this life only. So you could tie that even, bring it down. If, if, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied.
there are greater horizons for us to be setting our sights on. There's much more to be looking at. There's much more to be anticipating. There's much more to be confident about than this life only. Say, Pastor Ray, you're sounding like an old man now. I am getting older, so don't make me mad because the idea of life imprisonment is not much of a deterrent anymore. <laughs> there was a time when that was a long time. <laughs> anyway, there's much more to be looking forward to, and I'm not saying that from a perspective, well, I've, I've, I've lived a good life, which I have, and I'm satisfied, and so forth and so on. I am happy, but I also have great anticipation of being here for, for quite a while yet, so uh, don't, don't write me off yet. I, I believe God has great things and, and for all of us, and I don't think any of us should be just like, okay, I'm done. I'm, we're not done. But at the, at the same time, we want to be, not to be afraid of lifting up our eyes and setting our hope and our confident expectation in the good things that God has in store for us because everything that we have now is a down payment of what is yet to come. And so we can continue to grow more and more, and, we, and that's what faith is all about. Faith is receiving deposits and, 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 and down payments and and. and What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, receiving larger increments of what is yet in store for us that we can receive it because God's kingdom, Jesus and his resurrection, introduced the kingdom of heaven into the earth. God's kingdom is here. And, and the, the reality of his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that reality being coming to a place where we're able to look at that and to see that and to anticipate that with a, with a confident, favorable expectation is what gets our hopes up while we are here that, yes, this is, this is the fullness of it. And, and while I'm looking at the big picture, in the meantime, I'm receiving all of it right now that I can receive. So we have a God, as Christians, we have a God who has promised to guide history, not to an end, but to a new beginning, to a world which finally death and evil are completely destroyed and justice and peace reign supreme and the sign which is the resurrection. The, the sign of this is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as, as we read earlier in 1 Peter, we have been born into this living hope. So many times we lose hope because we have a desire for, for death and evil to be destroyed, for justice and peace to reign supreme for social justice, for uh, racial justice, for, and, and, and peace to reign supreme. And, you know, it just seems we keep moving the markers around on the playing field, but nothing really, the end result never really seems to be what we want it to be. But the good news is God is guiding our lives and He's guiding history, not to an end, but to a new beginning. Everyone say, a new beginning. 
And because of that, we can have a hope, we can have a favorable and a confident expectation that God has good things in store for us. We keep getting deposits. We keep getting deposits on it. We keep receiving deposits. We keep walking in a, in, in a greater uh, deposit of peace in our lives. We keep walking in a greater level of deposit of assurance and confidence that God is with us and, 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 and that our, our needs are supplied and uh, we're living a good life and a healthy life and so forth. So I want to uh, leave you with uh, three different scripture references this morning to solidify this living hope that you have been born into, to help you solidify this living hope. And all three scriptures are found in Romans. The first one's in Romans chapter 4 and verse 18. I'm pulling this out of a story of Abraham, who the Bible refers to as our father of faith. And if you're not familiar with Abraham, I encourage you to get uh, familiar with him. Uh, it's Abram in Genesis, and then also it picks up again uh, Romans. The Apostle Paul uses a- Abraham's life as an example. And he's making a statement here about Abraham. He says, in hope he believed against hope, that he should become the father of many nations as he had been told. So shall your offspring be. You'll find back in the book of Genesis, Abraham was told by God that he would be the father of many nations. Abraham did not have a son. But God told him he would have a son. And now here, Abraham is now up in years, and his wife is up in years, past the biological years of bearing children. God said, you're going to have a son. It's going to, it's going to be your son. And, and uh, it says here that in hope, he believed against hope. In the natural, it looked hopeless. It didn't look like it was possible. Culturally, it didn't look possible. But God said it, and here's the key. He said, in hope, Abraham, Abraham believed against hope. Have you ever been facing something that's hopeless Abraham was facing something that in the natural was hopeless. It was against hope. It's when, it's when a doctor tells you there's no hope. It's when the financial people say there's, there's no way out. There's no hope. You're done. It's when whoever tells you it's, it, there's no hope. It's over. Abraham was facing a situation like that. And this story is given for us to pick up on that as Abraham did. And it's it's for our benefit as well. But it says, in hope, he believed against hope. How did he do it? As he had been told. As he had been told. What have you been told is the question that needs to be asked. What have I been told? Was it negative? Was it hopeless? Was it discouraging? He believed in hope against hope. In reality, in our culture, in our lives, in our personal lives, we face things repeatedly, constantly, day in and day out. We can look at things that appear hopeless. We, can appear, we hear the voice of hopelessness. We hear the cries of hopelessness. And we, and we can really, real easy adopt an attitude of despair, of hopelessness. But we must remain hopeful. 
Why? Because when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you were born again. That was not just a ticket to escape hell, but you also received within your spirit, when you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you were born into something. You were born into a living hope. And we say living hope. You're born into a living hope, so you have every right to say, my hope is alive. I have a confident, favorable expectation. And people look at you and say, what are you basing that on? You've been sticking your head in the sand? Haven't you been looking around? Haven't you been hearing? I'm seeing, I'm hearing, but I'm not listening to it, and I'm not looking at it. I'm looking to God. I'm looking to my source of a favorable and a confident expectation. Not doing it arrogantly, not doing it condescension towards people that are not seeing what I'm seeing, hearing what I'm hearing. We all have the ability to hear according to what was told. What was Abram told? He was told by God that he would be a father of many nations. They look at the stars. They're innumerable. Even so shall your descendants be. And that's what he was told. So when you see some promises in the Word of God, when you see God's promises and they seem ridiculously out of reach, remember Abraham, that must have looked, sounded and looked so ridiculously to look up into the night sky and see the stars that are innumerable and think, I'm going to have descendants that outnumber these innumerable stars? That is the craziest thing I ever heard of. But he didn't do that. He hoped against hope. He believed hope against hope as he had been told. What have you been told? You've been told the promises of God. You've been born into a living hope. You have every reason in the world to be optimistic. You have every reason in the world to be hopeful. I might not be saying that right. You have every reason in the kingdom of God to be hopeful <laughs> because the kingdom of God is here and we are participants. We are we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. You are citizens of the kingdom of heaven on the earth as Jesus ushered it into the earth. So Romans 4.18, you can have hope. You can solidify your hope according to what has, you have been told, you, you know, the scriptures. Romans 15 and 4, 15 and 4 says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction. And we say instruction. Everyone say, I love instructions. I love learning. Continue to be a student. Always remain a student of the Word of God. For whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement. Everyone say, encouragement. So we have an instruction and you have the encouragement of Scripture that through instruction of the Scripture, through the encouragement of Scripture, we might have hope. We might have hope. I don't want to just put this out there as something whimsical, but if you are struggling with hope concerning your life in whatever area of life it may be, the first and best thing we could do in situations is get ourselves into the Word of God and say, Holy Spirit, instruct me in the Scriptures. I want to I hear again what I've been told before. I want to hear it. I want to be instructed. I want to, be, I want to receive encouragement from the Scripture that I, again, I'm finding myself hopeful. I'm being optimistic and not pessimistic.
Are you ready for one more? Are you ready for one more? Verse 13. Romans 15 and 13. May the God of hope, and we say God of hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Say power of the Holy Spirit. Here's where you want to be cautious. Don't leave here today thinking, I heard what Pastor Ray said about hope, and I'm going to really work myself up. I'm really going to encourage myself. I'm going to be a hopeful person. You can't do it by yourself. It's, 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 it's generated by the power of the Holy Spirit. You will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It cannot be self-generated. Cultural hope is self-generated. We have our pep rallies and we have our, you know, we get together and we get ourselves all amped up and rah, 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 this is how it's going to be. This is what we're hoping for and this is what's going to happen. And then it doesn't happen, then we get discouraged. Biblical hope is a favorable and a confident expectation. And God is guiding us in history, not to an end, but to a greater fruitfulness and new beginnings in the name of Jesus. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you have every right to believe and to be hopeful and to be optimistic that the promises of God are yes and amen. You might read them, hear them, and they may just, you may be tempted to just reject and say, well, that obviously doesn't mean me because that's not been my experience. That's not what I've witnessed thus far in life. But today can be a new beginning. You can set your thermostat to a greater degree. Or if, if you like it cooler, you can set it cooler. But get your thermostat, get your hope, get it calibrated to the promises of God's word. And get yourself in agreement with God's word and invite the Holy Spirit to be your teacher, to be your instructor, that through the comfort and the encouragement of Scripture, we might have hope. That through the power of the Holy Spirit, we, we, we begin to see hope being generated within us and, and being built up within us. And we're ready to go because, yes, I can believe it. I can believe it. It's my initial response when I hear something good. It's, yes, that sounds great, or is it, eh, that's too good to be true. It's not too good to be true when it comes from God's word. Amen? Yes. Are you ready to hope? Yes. Are you ready to, set, ready to set your sights higher to what God has in store for you? God has good things in store for you. So continue to believe him and continue to uh, get yourself built up and stay in the word of God and be a student of the word in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you and I praise you for this opportunity to come together to worship you. I thank you for the opportunity, Lord God, uh, to, to share the gospel this morning. And I'm thanking you, Lord God, that you love us. And Lord God, that you have good things in store for us. And that when we accepted you, confessed you as our Lord and Savior, we were born again into a living hope, into a favorable, confident expectation of good things that you have in store for us. And yes, as we're in this world, we experience the realities of life. We experience, we, we experience disappointments and difficulties and, and just we, the list could go on and on. Life is real, and life can be very, very painful. It can become very 
hopeless. It, be, it can be very discouraging in this natural world. But Father, we lift our eyes off what is, and we look to you, Father. We look to heaven, and we look to the promises of your kingdom. Your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. And we hear, we remind ourselves of what we've been told. We go back in and we, be, again, be students of the word of God. And we invite your Holy Spirit to encourage us and to build up that living hope within each and every person in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That where hope has been lost concerning health or healing, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you, you go to work right now and bring about courage to believe again. Courage to set our hopes higher. Lord, not only concerning health and healing, but also perhaps there's financial setbacks or financial struggles, Father. I'm asking you in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit, remind us of Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. Enable us to lift up our eyes with a favorable and a confident expectation that you are true to your word, that you supply our every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Father, we thank you and we praise you. Relationships, discouragement in relationships, brokenness and pain in relationships. Father, you are our God of hope. You are the source of hope that we can truly look to you, Father God, that we can continue to grow. We can continue to learn. We continue to believe you for good, healthy relationships, life-giving relationships in Jesus' name, name above all names. Begin within me, Father. Begin within each one of us personally. Let the work begin in us. The living hope manifests it. In Jesus' name. Now, perhaps you have never come into this living hope. I brought out from Peter that we were born again into a living hope. You may be in here this morning. You may be participating online. And, but you're saying, I've never received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. That's the key to coming into eternity. That's the key to coming into this living hope that we spoke of this morning. So if you're in the auditorium here this morning, you say, I have never made a commitment to receive the gift of eternal life, to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I want to do that this morning. I want to come into this living hope. I want to receive the benefits of having a favorable and a confident expectation in my life and the gift of eternity. While the church is in an attitude of prayer, you just slip up your hand. I'd love to pray with you. If that's speaking to your heart this morning, you want to make that commitment today. Is there someone with us this morning? Thank you. I see that hand. You can put it down. Anyone else? Okay, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to lead all of us in a short prayer. I want you to all pray together. If you're watching online, pray this together with us. You mean this from your heart. You are being born again into a living hope. Say, thank you, God, for your son, Jesus Christ. I believe he died at the cross and shed his blood to forgive me and cleanse me of all my sin. I confess Jesus today as my Lord and my Savior. I believe I'm born again and I'm now receiving a living hope in my life. From this day forward, I am confident of eternity in heaven and I have a favorable and confident expectation 
of things beginning to go well in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Let's give God a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Have a very, very great, good, great, better, best rest of the day. <laughs>